Michigan falls apart in the second half in Philly against Penn State. Welcome in the Michigan basketball postgame extra on this Sunday, January the 7th. Hope you're having a great day. Didn't go well for Michigan in the second half at the Palestra. Uh, Palestra, things were looking really good for Michigan in the first half, and that's why they play the entire game. Michigan uh, falls in this one 79 to 73 after being up by 10 points at the half. The Nittany Lions come out of the locker room at the break and just uh, uh, they press and they turn Michigan over. They get the lead down the one. They start knocking down some three balls. They get up by 10 and then they just hang on for this six point victory. 19 turnovers for Michigan in this game. And the Wolverines now one and three in Big Ten play and they fall to six and nine on the season. Not a lot of good there for the maize and blue. Let's go through it. Their starting lineup was the same that they've had every game this year, save one. And it was game number 15 on the season. As Michigan hit the road, they were in the Keystone State, in Philly at the Palestra, taking on Penn State. Juwan Howard giving Greater Philly native Phil Martelli the nod as acting head coach for today's game. And Wolverines were up by as many as 13 in the first half, and they led at the break by 10, 37 to 27. But then the second half came around, and it was a a Michigan meltdown. Penn State completely flips the script, gets up on U of M by double figures, and with five left, they hold on to the the six-point victory. You know, if you've been paying attention to this team uh, the last few games, you know this thing has really taken a uh, a steep uh, downward turn after the first couple games of the season. The first couple games of the season were pretty nice for Michigan, but after that, uh, there's not much nice to say about how they played. And here in the new year, there's really nothing. Uh, that you could say, uh, you know, Stephen Bardo, who was the analyst today, was, you know, talking about, hey, this is a different Minnesota team. Start saying, you know, Penn State, maybe this is, um, you know, it's a bad situation for for Michigan. And, you know, with, with Doug McDaniel is really the only ball handler that, that Michigan has. And Doug McDaniel didn't play well today. You you thought that other teams were going to make that a, a, a point to attack Michigan and impress them and, and make somebody else, uh, you know, handle the ball and, and gets, and it was, you saw it today and the Michigan will see that a lot more. And the thing is they don't really have any answers, Jalen Llewellyn, you know, last game was a, uh, he didn't play at all. And Doug McDaniel played damn near the whole game. And you wondered like, okay, even to give him some rest, give it another ball handler, whatever, because I would think that Llewellyn would be Michigan's second best ball handler. And they didn't get any play, but, you know, watching Llewellyn today, you know, it's either that he, uh, you know, sometimes when you guys step up from, you know, lower mid range or, you know, group of five up to, you know, power five, it just doesn't translate. And I don't know if it would have translated or not. We only saw a little bit of Llewellyn last year before he got hurt. But, you know, now 
we all know players that, you know, get hurt with the knee and, you know, it takes them a year before they get close to being the player that they were. And Llewellyn's just not, he's just not adding anything. He looks like he's a fish out of water out there when he's playing. Uh, that part is sad, but true. And they really needed him. I mean, if there was one spot that they really needed uh, that this team needs, it would be uh, his ball handling. The other thing is defense. Michigan doesn't really play. Uh, they haven't played defense all year long. And if you're looking to say, well, what's, what's up with the team? There's a lot up with the team. Defense is one of the things they – and, you know, Jawan Howard, after Michigan lost to McNeese State, was questioning the team's effort and, you know, challenging them individually to go out and compete. And I don't know. They they don't compete defensively. And now, you know, you have something that, that happens like today where Jawan Howard, a seemingly nice gesture to give Phil Martelli, the, the Philly native, coached at St. Joe's, you know, all those years, like, Hey, you know, not that bad of an idea. You know, you wouldn't think on the surface, let Phil Martelli go ahead and be the acting head coach. You know, he acted uh, as the head coach for the first couple games this year, while Jawan Howard was recovering from his health situation. But, you know, coaches don't do this. You know why they don't do it? Because you have one head coach, if Michigan was playing the non-conference out at Western, was, you know, Juwan going to give the nod to, to Saudi Washington to be, you know, you just don't do that. You can say, well, you know, it's Juwan, you know, being, uh, you know, respectful to his staff. And it's like, okay, that's fine. If you win now, is, is Howard going to go out there and, and is he going to be the acting head coach afterwards? Or is Martelli going to have to take the slings and arrows if there are any? Uh, after the game. I don't know. It's a messy situation that, that shouldn't have been done. Uh, don't do that. I mean, if you're the head coach, be the head coach. I, I mean, if there's some kind of situation where Martelli's getting ready to retire next week, some extenuating circumstance. All right, we'll do something then. But you know, with this and in this kind of season, and now you have to stand up there. I mean, who are these guys listening to? Are they listening to Martelli? You got to have one voice at the end. Who's the head coach? So, uh, the seemingly nice gesture even backfires on Juwan Howard here today. And, you know, with maybe with Juwan Howard, and this happens to people in the media, it happens to people that are uh, head coaches, like Juwan Howard doesn't need to coach anymore. Juwan Howard doesn't need another dime for the rest of his life. And, you know, he will have made more money than 99% of the people, you know, in the world. So what I'm saying here is that, you know, he doesn't have to be thinking about, you know, money. And so he can, you know, he can just be himself. And, but, you know, even being himself today, going out there, you know, that backfired on him. So that's where it's at. You know, Scott talking about this season has been a disaster. You know, Baldwin destroyed Doug McDaniel. No question there. I mean, he really did. And this part, saying that Juwan needs to be fired this week. You know, I get that. I mean, it's not a, a crazy sentiment at this point, you know, to, to talk about Howard being relieved of his duties uh, after the year. I'm, I'm still not sure that that's going to happen. Uh, do I think that it should at this point? I mean, I, uh, I would say that it's uh, very much trending that way, but I don't think that, uh, short of some kind of off the court situation 
Uh, and you'd say, well, we've already had one of those with the strength coach. Okay, fair. Uh, any more off-the-court type situations that, uh, you know, Juwan Howard's a Michigan man still, and uh, it would be more likely, do I think that maybe Juwan Howard could um, look to have some sort of situation where he resigns, you know, maybe like, you know, maybe after the year, maybe, maybe during this season, you know, it's just too much to take and, you know, hands over the reins to Martelli and just goes his way. You know that? Sure. That could happen. More likely is that you're going to get more of what you got today. And that is in the second half, um, poor basketball, bad basketball, not a very good team, obviously not making any kind of postseason. And then, you know, just wait to the off season to see if um, there is a chance that uh, either the athletic director or Juwan himself, uh, they're able to come to some sort of resolution and, uh, and move on. Um, stranger things have, have happened when you think about, you know, retaining a coach, but right now it's not very like, uh, you know, it, it, not fun. Is not even the word? There's nothing where you would say, oh, why would you even think about doing that? Well, because he is somebody who played at Michigan, you can make a case for, uh, you know, name image and likeness. And, you know, that's where the roster's at, but you know, all of with all with everything added in there, you know it's it's really tough to to make that uh, argument, and I'm not making it. I'm just uh, putting out there what some of. And and the other thing would be that Ward Manuel, you know, this was his guy, and he showed super patience with Jim Harbaugh, and uh, you know maybe he shows that same sort of patience. And look, I know Javon uh, Howard did not have any experience as a head coach, and Jim Harbaugh had a ton, but. And you could say it's apples to oranges, but, you know, there's still a comparison there. Uh, most people were ready to move on from Jim Harbaugh after 2020. And and so in this situation, uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he should do that. I'm saying that that is possible. That's what I'm saying. Even if you don't want to hear that, the possibility is there. There's also the possibility that nobody shows up to the basketball arena next year if that is the decision by the athletic director. And I think that's what you will see the rest of this season. You know, sure, people have already bought the tickets and they like to go uh, to Big Ten games, you know, Michigan State coming in and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, when you start to see the maize and blue turning to green and white in your home arena and not a whole lot, you know, a lot of times that that tells the story about what's going to happen in the future, uh, you know, down the stretch when you start seeing how the home crowd is reacting to the basketball team. So that's it. Let's look at some of the. Uh, can we look at some of the numbers? We can. They're not. They're not great as you might expect. Let's see, have them ready to fire. So it's going to take me about. 10 seconds to get that box score up there so we can all check it out. Here it is. Here it is now. Let's go to it. And let's start at the top. This is, I'm kind of a half glass full type guy. And for the glass being half full, if you were looking for something today, it is Terrence Williams the second TW2. TW2 has had a, 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 he's had a good year. 
He had a career high today, 24 points. 24 points, five rebounds, and an assist for Terrence Williams II. Good game. Olivier Kamwa, 13 points, nine boards, three assists. Doug McDaniel, a subpar game for Doug, who's coming off a subpar performance. Not great for the Michigan point guard who uh, showed so much promise in the first two months of the season. Not so much lately. 11 points, two boards, and five assists for the sophomore point guard, Damari Burnett. Had 10 points, six boards, and six feeds. Terrace Reed Jr., not a whole lot for the big man. Five points, four boards, and an assist. And then uh, Trey Jackson, a highlight real dunk. The best dunk that I've seen uh, this year. Come on, had an alley-oop, during, uh, an alley-oop or two, I would say, uh, prior to Jackson's throw down, down the lane, a left-hand kind of lean, posterizing a Penn State player, but um, other than that, he got uh, hit in the mouth. Not a lot there from Trey Jackson. Five points, four boards, and assist. Will Cheddar, uh, there was a little bump about, uh, I don't know, two, three weeks ago with Cheddar, the way he was playing, but uh, not much sense from uh, Mr. Cheddar. Four points today, nothing else there. Yo-Yo got in and had a point. And a board for the Wolverines, who now let's take a look at that upcoming schedule for Michigan. And that is uh, brought to you by the Maize and Blue Reviews. Good afternoon, Michigan football and basketball, which can be heard right on this feed at 2 o'clock Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. We'll have a special 2 o'clock Michigan championship football show tomorrow. As uh, everybody knows, as we just wait until tomorrow night down in Houston, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to even, you know, it's not hard to talk about. It's, it's a little bit, uh, you know, crazy sitting here talking about the football team being in the national championship game, but they are there. Uh, this is the schedule that I have up on the board right now. Michigan coming back into Big Ten play, losing both of their games here in the new year. The other night uh, to Minnesota, tonight in Philly this afternoon to Penn State. And now it is off to Maryland. You have uh, Ohio State and Illinois. That's the next three games. Michigan, when you looked at KenPom.com, which you know you, you do when you get into games like this, uh, Michigan was, was rated way higher than both Minnesota and Penn State with Ken Palm. These were two very... That's, I don't know how much you're kicking yourself at this point because this is where it's at. I mean, Michigan is much closer to the bottom, if not being the bottom team of the Big Ten, than anywhere close to being towards the top. But uh, Penn State, Minnesota, this was these are games that you 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 could win, you should have won, could have won, you know, all those kind of things. And you know, Ken Palm was just another type situation where you looked at of it. Uh, where you looked at it. So that's it. Uh, let's take some of the feedback here. Scott says this Michigan team has too much talent to be losing to Penn State, Long Beach State, and others. Scott also making the prediction that Jawan comes back uh, one more year, given the recruiting class coming in and his reputation as a player. GMA says Michigan ought to just buck up for basketball as if this is what they put out on the court. And he's got a bunch of money bags. Well, that's 
you know, it's it's uh, it's true. It's part of the game right now. Somebody wants the basketball team to be real good. Well, you start promising some money to uh, high school kids, the five star recruits, and you know, drop some bags on them. It's what every other. I mean, like. How many times have I been down this road? It's what every other team in college basketball and football is doing. So uh, Bryce Underwood, that's why he's, uh, you know, I don't know. It seems like that's one of the re- big reasons that he went to LSU. And it seems like if you're a five-star basketball player, that's the reason that you're going to go to your universities because teams all across the board, everyone is promising you and giving you the money before you even set foot on cabin, uh, campus except Michigan. So, they will continue to do what they're going to do. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to criticize the football team right now, considering the success that they have. And I'm not criticizing the football team because I am uh, have I have tunnel vision towards tomorrow night. We, I'm going to wait till Tuesday before I start complaining about Michigan's NLI or anything else. Maybe Wednesday. But I'm not going to do that. Certainly not on a basketball podcast, post-game show. Yeah, Gavin San Juan needs to fix this mess in the offseason. There you go. That's right. He does need to fix it in the offseason. Well, there's no fixing it here today. And it'll be a long flight home from Philadelphia for the maze and blue. That's going to do it for the Michigan basketball post-game live show. Michigan loses it by six. They fall to six and nine on the season, one in three in Big Ten play, and they have lost four in a row. Michigan uh, now will take a couple days off before they get back at it. Of course, uh, tomorrow's the big day, so all uh, interest moving over to football, and that's where I'm going as well. All right. Thanks for watching and listening. Talk with you tomorrow at uh, 2 o'clock.